Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 397 of the podcast with my guest, comedian. That's right. I took Canadian and comedian and I made them comedian. Jess, if you're listening to this, you're welcome. I hope everyone is doing well. It has been a very frenzied last week or so. I am, it's probably no surprise to anyone, excited uh, that we seem to be making some progress in a direction that I feel comfortable with. But listen, we're all different and uh, our job is to understand each other better. So here's hoping that the rest of the year gets even better and that we are able to, um, man, it's such a cliche to say heal. I mean, could we be saying that even more? Maybe I mean H-E-E-L. No, I don't. Uh, please enjoy this episode with Jess. I find her to be utterly delightful. Speaking of utterly delightful, Amanda, I want to thank you for your wonderful email. Thank you for brightening my day. And thank you all for brightening my life. I said brightening like I maybe was an alien from outer space and was experimenting with English for the first time. But indeed, thank you all for brightening my life. I'm getting some mashes scheduled. That's very exciting. Uh, Great to be in touch with some of you. And I will talk to you soon. say you are how you found yourself I I like I do feel that you said it almost like it was happening to you rather it was a decision you were making and I always applaud that way of expressing oneself you it it sounds like a second bubble tea has happened to you (laughs) I I I I just um uh my wife just brought me a bubble tea it's the second one She's brought me the first one she brought. She's much more experimental with stuff. I don't know why I resisted. I knew about it. I knew people were drinking them. I've seen the ads. Um, and <laughs> I know there's one that opened recently in our neighborhood. But I don't know if it was the part like the, of what's on the bottom. You know, the, the actual the main thing about it, which is these little balls. Um, so you get a really wide straw and there's these little balls at the bottom of the tea. And um I didn't know what they were and I just they seemed weird and I, I was nervous but I tasted hers last time and it was really good and so I'm really pumped about the second one um, and you know what I've just I've allowed myself to experiment and and not be weirded out by these little balls and not even bother to know what they're made of and why they're <laughs> chewy and <laughs> that sucks because that's what I was going to ask you next I think they might be tapioca I think they might like be tapioca pudding. but do you understand that I don't know what tapioca even is and I, I, I okay. so I, I I yeah I I think tapioca is right but I also don't know what tapioca is um and I, I love all of this yeah. because I feel like now I found someone who knows less about bubble tea even than I do and <laughs> I've never had it so like you get the experience you get you have the experience but I have like one tick more knowledge than you which is still like almost none whatsoever <laughs> I, you, you know that it's tapioca and that sounds familiar to me and and I mean you're you're in Los Angeles right so why do I feel like that you guys would be ahead of us in New York with this kind of thing. But I don't even know that it's a healthy thing. It may not be healthy at all. Like each, each, each little ball 
might be like a slice of pizza for all I know. And I, <laughs> and I just, I'm thinking like it's some kind of soy product. It's like, I don't know. Anyway. Um, it might be like, but, I think it might yeah. be like drinking a tea with pudding in it. Like, but putting in, put into a sort of solid bu- bubble form, a solid ball form I'm, in little pieces, like Dippin' Dots. Mm-hmm. Like maybe somehow it's like Dippin' Dot, the Dippin' Dots of, because tapioca is like a starchy, like I associate tapioca with either pudding or maybe like I'm gluten-free and I have been for like 15 years. So there were, there were a lot of, there were a lot of ingredients that I had to look at early on. And I feel like tapioca is something that sometimes gets used to kind of create a glutinous type uh, uh, situation for, you know, like a bread that wouldn't normally hold together. That sort of can be one of the glues uh-huh. um, that takes the place of gluten. Um, <laughs> but it's true that I've never had them. And I think part of it for me is that there is a, there is a, a, a question of, I mean, they, now they've been around for years. So again, could not love more that you also had never had any and I do feel behind now for sure because I think you and I are the last two people on earth. Who yeah, I'm have the not had I'm tea. the second to last, latest to the game, and you're the latest <laughs> to the game. But they kind of look like bubble, like they like my mom used to use these like bath pearls sometimes when she would take a bath. You know, they were and they were sort of these little plastic things. I mean, they looked plastic, but of course they weren't because they would dissolve. But they were the sort of like outer a, t- a slightly hard kind of you know almost like a like mm-hmm. a row like a fish egg like mm-hmm. you could prod it and if you poke a needle through it then the soap would start to come out yeah like, and th- and they had a very perfumey smell yeah and, and that's what they look like to me the the bubble teas so it looks like a bath water of <laughs> bath pearls so I can't associate my taste buds with what I'm seeing Right. Well, that is, that's, I think probably you've articulated what was holding me back. I know the bath pearls you're talking about. I do still believe the outer shell shell of that was like a very thin layer of plastic that probably just dissolves into the water and it's like an an, an amount. And seep right into your skin. It's probably like determined to be like an amount of plastic that is negligible enough in a bath water to not, uh, but again, I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe they're made out of like, uh, like tapioca for all I know, but the, um, but but that is you know what so these balls I just chewed one while we were just while this was going on actually I hope I don't know if the audio picked up but I was Didn't chewing chewing on no. a ball and I'm gonna say um, very I could see how this could be used as glue they're very chewy it's sort of like a gummy like kind of like between but like a softer gummy almost okay. like and it almost it's like gum where you're like is this actually something that's gonna stay in my mouth as a piece of gum or is it going to dissolve as a candy yes and i know that texture well the other thing that i find and i don't know if you have this gum in the u.s now that i'm thinking of it i should just mention that i'm originally from canada we walk amongst you undetected so sometimes it's like (laughs) something i need to come out about um and it was like my wife whatever but listen i need to tell you guys (laughs) i am i know i sound like i could be from here um but we had there was a gum called thrills and it was sort of like a chiclet. They were pink chiclets. Like it came okay. in a box that looked like the chiclets box, you know, with. The, yeah. And um, you guys have chiclets, right? Oh, okay. Anyway, so. And, yes. And, and, 100%. Yeah. Okay. And so the thing about thrills is 
It was a bit of a select. Do you know what? Did you do you guys have thrills or you, I'm telling you something new? No, oh, okay, no, okay, okay. but it's just so <laughs> thus I'm really loving it, hearing it for the first time because it's just you just realize like how incredibly stupid most names of things are. I know. I, I have not said that word aloud. I've not mentioned or thought about thrills. Was it thrills with an S or thrills with a Z? No, with a, with an S. And okay. so it was a bit of a, it was a gum that was popular in the way that cilantro is. Either you were horrified yep. and disgusted or you loved it. And I hated uh, thrills because it was gum that essentially tasted like soap. Um, mm. And so, you know, the bath pearl thing and thinking that these are going to be soapy little balls in my tea, I could see because to me, it just brings me right back to. And this friend of mine, she just loved thrills. She ate them all the time in school, and um, or she chewed on them. And sometimes I was so desperate for a piece of gum, I'd, be, I'd convince myself that I could do it and that maybe it wasn't as bad. And maybe the soap flavor was just sort of in my own mind because why would anyone ever market that, you know? Because, you know, the whole sure. thing as a kid is like you're going to get your mouth was- washed out with soap. And, yeah. um, and now there's like a full pack of gum that's basically that. Wow. So, so thrills. I wonder if they still exist. Anyway, disgusting gum that tasted like soap. And, um, and so the, uh, the idea that I would be drinking something with some soapy balls at the bottom, but they're not, yeah. they're not. So if but that's what not. you're afraid of, if you're thinking they are like pearls and it's going to taste like soap, it. it's, it's not, um, they're very fun, fun, fun time in the mouth. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try it. Well, what's the, f- Okay. Let me say, I would get two quick things out, and then I would like for you to describe the actual flavor. Like, does it just sort of, no, I'm asking you now. Does it taste like, just sort of like um, the same way that certain gummies do? There's sort of, it's it, it's like an indefinable sweetness. Like, you wouldn't say, like, it tastes like coconut, or it tastes like pineapple, or it tastes like orange. It's just like a sort of sweet, chewy. It's a sweet, chewy, but it's less yeah. sweet than a gummy. Um, it's less sugary and basically I guess, you know, and it's sitting in tea with milk. I don't even know what the tea is. (laughs) There's also like a lot of flavors and I just got the basic one, which reminds me of like a kind of British tea where they put, you know, a lot of milk or cream and like a black. Yeah. Like a twinings, uh, uh, PG tips perhaps. Yeah. Okay. These are the other two things I would say. Number one. Uh How odd and interesting that my friends who hate cilantro say it tastes like soap. So here we have these two things that are divisive and we have uh, anecdotal evidence that both of them taste like soap to people who don't like them, yet they seem very different on the scale of what they are portending to taste like to people. Number two, you say you walk among us, but when you say things like cilantro, that is when we know you're Canadian. Okay. That is when you're Canadian shows. I, I, I feel so, like I've been passing this too. whole time, but really I have not been at all. <laughs> I got I got to code switch up my language and say process and not process. Really. So you got to say pasta, not pasta. You got to say cilantro, not cilantro. I mean, you got your yeah. work cut out for you. It's the, it's the letter A that really, um, you know, when I meet someone and, and their name is, I think I think it's Alana, and they're like, no, it's Alana, and I'm like, I can't, I, you know, it's like I'm never oh, gonna, sure. I'm never gonna get it. You're never, you're never, never gonna get just, it. <laughs> you're never gonna get it. 
I, I feel like there's some certain things that's just like accept me. I mean, if, if it's not like a cultural thing, you know, if it's just another yeah. white person, I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I cannot put an effort on this. I'm too busy remembering to say Kamala uh, correctly and not right. Kamala. Yeah. That does take precedence. That yeah, does take precedence. I'm working on that right now at the moment. My plate is full. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Now, are you from uh, Are you from Ontario? Are you from BC, Ottawa? Where are you, Where Where in Canada uh, do you hail from? None of those, Janet. I'm from mm-hmm. the French no, part. I'll keep guessing. <laughs> oh, there's I'll only guessing. one more <laughs> major city. Well, I guess Quebec is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, I could say Newfoundland. I Newfoundland. Mean, yeah. Then I would have a remarkably strong accent. Like my accent then would really stand out. But I know I'm from yeah. I'm from the French part of Canada, um, which is why I'm hot. You can't you can't see me on this podcast. But you know, um, we I come from the good looking part of Canada, uh, oh, Quebec. I um, do love I love les Québécois. Yes, I do love them. <laughs> my mom taught in my mom taught in Quebec City. She was a French teacher, uh, oh, wow. French professor, and then became a high school French teacher and she did like you know a year in France and and she also did a year uh, teaching in Quebec City and you know just loved it and it took me such a long time to ever visit Montreal I don't know what I was thinking um because I had even by that by the time I went to Montreal I had already been to to Vancouver many times and as a kid who grew up learning French and you know I was an exchange student uh and and all of that like the the moment of getting on a plane to Canada for the first time and having b- the the welcome happen in both languages. Oh, yeah. I felt like I was high, like I had just <laughs> taken a drug. I was like, my people! <laughs> and then somehow still, I had not visited Montreal for another, like, several years. I don't know what my problem was. Wait, but did your mom speak French like did she teach you French if she was a French teacher is she French she she, no she's 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 American um she did speak French around the house and she did teach me lots of little songs and stuff but um she wasn't like trying to educate me to be fluent I was not by I was not raised bilingual by any stretch of the imagination in Tucson Arizona I was raised actually speaking Spanish um for the first six years of school uh I was in a bilingual program that was English Spanish and then when I and then I started taking French as soon as I could which was in public high school in grade nine I did that for oh you. thank grade you nine. look yeah, at that you're welcome I want you to feel very warmed and welcomed onto <laughs> I, my podcast I mean if all we shared was that neither that we were both like late to the bubble game tea that would have already been a lot <laughs> already feeling enough. welcome and warm yeah um, well Quebec City is is um I re- I really recommend it most people have come to Montreal and Less people know about Quebec City, but it's actually the closest, I believe, you can get to a, a foreign country or a European country in, in Canada. Yeah. Montreal has like people like me who are, um, a, you know, English speakers first and French speakers second, because I grew up in sort of like an Anglo minority mm-hmm. in that little bubble, um, which is why I, I, I don't have an accent in English and I, I do have one in French, sadly. But um, mm. in Quebec City, it's like it's really a French city. It's a walled city, which I don't believe exists anywhere else in North God, America. I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And it's really very old, a very old city. I mean, especially in the the old like and Montreal has like an old part of the city in the old port and or old Montreal. But 
Quebec City has like an entire part of the yeah its center is all within these like walls and it's a fortress basically it's really it's a very romantic place I recommend sometimes I I try to recommend it to people to go um, if they're sort of in a new relationship or uh, Montreal is romantic too but Quebec City it really feels like a world away um Montreal this is making yeah. me ache so hard I know for, for travel, travel I know we I all mean, are but oh <laughs> me yeah, too yeah. I'm like what I would give to go to Quebec City and I'm like I guess um, I, I technically could um go over the border because yeah it's you close but I have a yeah to. I could yeah yeah um but now can your wife yeah. do that too I guess yeah because you're married that's well great. she's Canadian too we both oh, she is Canadian. yeah so I, don't, I forgot that she's Canadian she's we she's from Montreal we both moved uh to New York together and actually I gotcha, I yeah gotcha. I she likes me to let people know that um although she's the the Arab one in the relationship and I'm the the, the white one she uh she was the one that got the green card actually so um, that is nice to yeah. know yeah I know a That's lot of people nice assume it was me, but it wasn't. Yeah, they would. We would. We've been conditioned <laughs> to, but like it or not, indeed. It was definitely under Obama, um, but you know. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right, it's called Who Shot Ya, a movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Whitey the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and... Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right, it's called Who Shot Ya, a movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Whitey the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film industry it's like guess who's coming to dinner meets cruising and if it helps seal the deal i can flex my muscles while we record each episode i'm sorry this is a podcast i'm a movie producer how did you get in here iffy quick start flexing bicep lats chest who shot you dropping every friday on maximumfun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts Must I inquire if you are familiar at all with what uh, what is <laughs> what really for me, especially a few years ago when I was really kind of going through something rough with um, my mom's health and stuff. Um, uh, I got r- deeply into Louise Penny books. Hmm. Um, do you know who that is? I've heard. Do of I her- need to tell you? You do need okay. to tell me. I've heard. I've I, the name sound familiar, but I I, I don't know the books. Okay. I don't know how much I've talked about this on the podcast. And, and, and if I have, I think it's probably been quite a long time. So I feel comfortable acquainting you with these books that are, um, they take place in a fictional town, hardly even a town, just a very small place, um, right past the Canadian border off Vermont into Canada. And, uh, I just said Canada like a Canadian. I'm that's the worst is that I'm probably gonna start taking on your accent and then people will be like, Ew, you're such a gross actor and it's not on purpose at all. It never has been my entire life. It's never been on purpose ever. My mirror neurons are off the chart. 
They're just off the chart. I wish uh, I could any- do accents. Oh, oh, anyway, no, I love that. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like I have to make an effort to not be the person that's like, and I was down in Mexico. Um, <laughs> but and because everyone hates that person so um so, I wish I could so, have seen you when you got back from your semester abroad in France <laughs> no because look I didn't carry it back with me because as soon as I got back I just talked like everyone I was around oh uh, okay so but I will case. say but I yeah but and listen uh, believe me I have some French Canadian listeners uh you know who you are and um <laughs> and and uh Pierre Jerome being one of them um who uh, enjoys correcting my French pronunciation um, when I get too cocky on the podcast? He likes to uh, put me in my place, but um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So it takes place in so it's, so it takes place in this little. It is the Anglo part. Uh, you know, it's 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 considered an Anglo town, but um, this this detective named Inspector Gamache, who obviously is is uh, Quebecois. He ends up falling in love with this town. He has to solve a mystery there. Then he ends up moving there. And it is, I mean, it really is like gentle mystery porn. Okay. Um, (laughs) But it's also like, she's wonderful because she's, she is very contemporary. Like, it's not like you're, it's not like, um, like you might like, you might be a person who likes Murder, She Wrote and also Louise Penny. Yeah. But you might, but you would also be a person who likes Louise Penny and like, um, something like Stephen King like there's she's 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 she she does not afraid to go dark she's not afraid to like she uses fuck back you know all the time like there's no there's no sense of preciousness about it but the town that she's created is so the town that many of us would like to retire to Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. it's that fantasy of like you know, there's uh, there are some French can they're both Anglo's and French Canadians um, have moved there. So there's like a B and B that has you know there's there's a little bit of you know dis- like overly describing the fresh hot buttered you know croissant or whatever <laughs> you know. Um, there's, there's, so there's some of that going on, and uh, but there, but she's wonderful, and and I got into listening to the audiobooks, which are narrated, of course, in this by this uh, wonderful, gentle British man, um, and they really like I they just they I love them so much, and people who love these books love them so much that I can see myself being one of those women who's like and I took a train tour through all the little different areas that were that <laughs> Louise was inspired by I went to the monastery where the monks make the cheese and I stayed you know just like I want to do all of it just like cosplaying the the books <laughs> yes yeah. I want to cosplay the or books. like the re- those like reenactor type of people that um fully or what am I thinking like the nice not LARPing but the, the like the Civil War reenactors but it would be oh, sure. sort of for Lou I don't I mean just the name Louise Penny I don't know why when when you said she uses the word fuck I was like oh, not Louise I don't just, I know <laughs> I know like, that's why I really I, w- I was holding that back so I could just <laughs> dazzle you and and shock you a little bit um it's, do you have yeah. are you do, have you been that way with books ever because that's the only set of books I can think of that you know, I sort of ravenously uh, would would consume. Um, I'm not feverish about stuff anymore as an adult. Do you do you have I, stuff like that that you're I, kind of feverish about now? I have lost all fever. Uh, I have to complete any book. Um, I, <laughs> I'm really, uh, sadly, just such a consumer of of politics and um, 
and you know I, I I guess I read sometimes biographies but I I'm not I I've been so bad about reading um I'd say in the last especially four years um can't imagine why but mm-hmm. my attention span and I think mostly I just I read the longest things I'll read are you know long form articles um or like comedy stuff, but I'm not, um, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm really bad about reading and it's the thing that I want most to change, um, in my life. I think maybe if I got back into, I'm going to get like, you started. Yeah. On get movies, me. Penny. Yeah. Maybe I, like, I love the, the, the way that you described the, the sort of the towns that she, the town, it's one town that she's created where that she's imagined over the, on the Canadian side of the border near Vermont, where, um, where all of the the low-key murder mystery stuff takes place. Is that right? Mm, yeah, but there's stuff that takes place in Montreal. And then oh, okay. this last one she did, her Gamache's son, I'm taking this like it's a, real people, speaking of biographies, uh, his <laughs> the main character's son moved to Paris with his family. Ooh, so then okay. I think he and his wife, Reine Marie, uh, go to Paris. So this last one that she just uh, released. And again, the fever has calmed down considerably over the last couple of years. I don't necessarily... I don't actually feverishly consume uh, stuff now the way that I did in that particular pocket, but I'm still very much looking forward to it. So that one will take place in Paris. And it, it always is like, you know, it always gets great review. It's not, it's not, um, it's not poorly written. It's not, you know, it's not popcorn reading. Like the New York Times always says this is, you know, she's fabulous. She's one of the great writers, blah, blah, blah. So okay. it's not, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not like, you know, beach reading, I would say. Um but what about when you were younger? Did you have stuff like that that you were just really hardcore about? I was, um, uh, I mean, I was never a, a bookworm, I would say. Uh, I mean, what I... What about like I, music or movies? Um, yeah, I think um, I was really into, I did sports. <laughs> I'm like such a dumb jock all of a sudden. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> no. I liked uh throwing a ball around um no I <laughs> I did uh you know I whatever I got into I mean that's sort of the the general theme I feel like of, of my life is that I do get I do get quite feverish about things and um there's been different things over time and I kind of you know I'll, I'm very easily influenced so I'll like fall into something because like the people around me are into it oh sure and then I I get very very intense about it so if it's if it's if it's sports like I mean at one point I got really into triathlon for two years I went full on um I was really music wise I was pretty deep into like jam bands I'd say so like in high school when I it was sort of you know coalesced around uh, started you know trying drugs and then I went down the jam band path um mm-hmm. and when and was really into the Grateful Dead and Fish and also um followed uh Fish around with my sure. friends and saw many concerts in um uh, a short amount of time, I guess over about four years, uh, many years ago. Um, so that was, I think my biggest music, um, sort of deep dive that I was into, um, was everything. And, and then, and then that got me into, um, because of like the free form style of like, of, I, I don't know, jam bands is, I guess that's like sort of the overarching name for it. I got into jazz and, and funk and other like, you know, 
mm-hmm. other other kinds of music where people jam like, right. for long periods of time. Uh, <laughs> then I started making jam because I felt like I, I just the word itself was meaningful you know, to me. One thing led to another. And I was <laughs> living over the border, over the, the near the border with America. I love what I'm hearing. I love you know, everything I'm hearing. Picking raspberries, <laughs> like uh, making yes. my own confiture. Yeah. Oh uh, heavens, yes. <laughs> but yeah, though I was, um, I mostly, you know, I was, I loved. I, I guess I just I, I liked movies. I liked TV. I liked uh, sports. I did um, read books that we were supposed to read um <laughs> I don't know if I ever I'm trying to think I, there's probably been a couple times in my life where I've been sort of sad to to finish a book but I think the ones when I was a kid were you know all of the Judy Bloom, Beverly Cleary I mean are you there God sure. it's me Margaret that stuff I remember those are the books I remember the most clearly yeah. as like excited to sit down with it and you know I don't know yeah what uh, was the? I, I, did you oh, know sorry, I was? Did, did you know? Did you know I was illiterate when I, I came on this podcast? <laughs> anyway, this has been great. I'm going to wrap it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I mean triathlon. That's a. That's like. Oh yeah, yeah. I was so non. I was athletic up until junior high, and then I think I had that thing that happens to a lot of uh, perhaps perhaps young men too, but I can't speak for, th- for that as much as I can my own experience and conversations I've had with other women. But I think I really fell prey to the like locker room discomfort, not wanting to change in front of people when your body's changing. And like, I really came to dread PE, even though I was a, I was a good athlete. Um, mm-hmm. I started I like I have a sort of that like a shameful association with it the irony being of course that I was like that's cool I I'll just do dance instead dance also <laughs> requires you oh to change God. so somehow no, and you dance. know what I mean like I don't know how I did I didn't equivocate those or I didn't equivalent those. like uh, what am I trying to say uh, like associate them or equivocate yeah is certainly not what I mean but um but yeah I I, I somehow I, ta- I, I, I thought that that felt better somehow. Maybe it was the people that I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like dance is like probably the, the kind of athletic endeavor that is, would be the most, where people would be the most critical of your body. <laughs> but, well, that makes sense if it's ballet, but if it's yeah. public high school, like public, like public middle school and public high school dance, that means it's just a weird um, amalgamation of all different kinds of styles of dance. Okay. And there, you know, I would say there were, you know, kind of more serious dancers who were a part of it, but it, they would definitely be part of, I would think, something outside of, of school, too. Um, and it was very they were very like body positive experiences. Okay. Um, oh, nice. That's good. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to say I never took ballet or anything, what I would say, quote unquote, real like that. Um, and that does seem kind of excruciating based on conversations I've had with people who really were who went down that road you know yeah and gymnastics too I would put in that Ooh, potential yes, category from what I've what I've heard um I should also say I was very protected in that I went to an all-girls school and so I wasn't um really exposed to during those critical years too much judgment that might come in a like co-ed environment and yeah. so I mean with respect to body stuff I almost feel like there were I remember competitions to see like who could 
grow their leg hair the longest <laughs> like <laughs> just like go the longest without showering and be disgusting and the house that was like cool <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I, I, I was I was protected from the patriarchy to a certain extent during these uh, during those years and I mean one of the things about growing in all girls school which I realized later that was so funny and weird but um I guess because I mean aside from body stuff one of the things that people say about um you know education in that kind of environment is that women or girls aren't shy to speak up in class and raise their hand because you're not thinking that you're going to be judged Mm -hmm. by any boys and I mean girls can be mean but no one's really like oh like I can't believe she's raising her hand and saying something you know type of thing so uh when I before comedy I, I there was a period of my life another another phase where I was a, a lawyer and in my like first year in the I was at the Department of Justice in in Ottawa in the Canadian government and I had my review and my boss who was a woman um asked me if I went to an all-girls school and I was like how, how did you know and she's like well you don't seem shy to speak up in meetings and hmm. but she was I think she was saying it like it was a bad thing like I was <laughs> like I was so low level and you know in meetings ah. with like people quite senior in the government and I had literally just graduated law school and wasn't even yet like officially a member of the bar and I just was like no problem like giving my opinions <laughs> <laughs> and that that really stuck with me I, I was like that. oh yeah I could see that so I um, love that yeah what about, um, I mean, this is, I, I don't mean this in any kind of salacious way at all, but, yeah. but where, were you like sort of out to yourself when you were, by the time you were going to an all girls school, like, did you have, um, was, what was that time like for you in terms of your sort of hormones and, and all that kind of good stuff? Oh, that good stuff. Yeah. No, I was, um, I was never, I wasn't in I don't believe I was repressing being gay in any way. I wasn't out, but I, I, I don't think I realized that I was mm-hmm. interested in women at all. Um, yeah. And I do, um, I've sort of stopped a little bit because I've been in this lesbian marriage for so long, but I, I always did identify as bisexual once mm-hmm. I started dating um, women, which I only happened when I, uh, the there's only been a few of them. And um, my first relationship, and for the first woman that I hooked up with was a relationship and it was, I was 28, uh, almost 29. So, mm-hmm. um, and up until that point, I only, only dated men, but I, I don't know when I first, I mean, I, I, sometimes I try to look back and think about like, um, if I did have any crushes on, on girls, I, I don't know that I did. There were definitely things that I thought were sexy, like, Madonna I would say was whenever she would gender bend in her when she would wear a suit or act really Mm -hmm. dominating you know um over her dancers or like in her shows or when her book sex came out you know that was like such a big deal and I remember being very titillated by all of that um but I um luckily I don't feel like there was something that I was really uh repressing so much I don't I I think I always had a hard time connecting with guys but I I I think I assumed that was partly because I didn't know any (laughs) really or I I only saw them in a party context like we never you know when you go to an all-girls school you don't see them as anything other than um in a social 
way, you know, um, mm-hmm. you don't work together, you don't do sports together, you don't have friendships with them. Um, so I, I think that was part of that. And it wasn't that I wasn't attracted to them or had, I mean, there were, I had crushes and, you know, there were small, I wouldn't even call them really, I didn't have a boyfriend or anything, but you know, little hookups at dances and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, I, I, I was definitely like attracted to guys, but I think, and this like went, you know, I think is kind of remained the same throughout my life when I, when I talk about like being bisexual for me, it's very much like I, I'm as attracted to men as I am to women, but I just don't connect with them in the same way. And yeah. And when I look, you know, almost like every guy that I did end up dating, like after like college through my twenties, let's say, um, broke up with me. Like I've always got <laughs> every, every relationship <laughs> with a guy I've been the one broken up with and with women, I, they haven't broken up with me somehow. So I, I don't know. I, um, what, where that comes from, but yeah, I also, it was not a thing to, there was no one that was out in my like in those years Mm. in my in my high school so I again like I maybe if it was if I was there at this time uh, growing up now it would be it would be different and I would even see it as an option but I didn't know any gay people no one was out and it's crazy to think about because my school was so gay in a way like you know the Mm. the two the two found okay the school was called Miss Edgar's and Miss Cramp school um which wait say that again (laughs) So it sound, it already sounds like a like a Harry Potter book, but Miss Miss <laughs> it's an all girls school called Miss Edgar's and Miss Cramp's school. Wow! And, yeah, and Miss Edgar and Miss Cramp, I believe, were two lesbians. Um, I believe they were. I I, I really uh, solidly believe that. Yeah. Um, you know, or as they were like known in 1903, maybe like roommates or whenever the school was founded. It was founded a long time ago. Um, it's been definitely around for over a hundred years. Um. And, uh, and then our, yeah, our school mascot was the beaver, um, for, oh, God. for yeah. real. Great. Um, great, great, great. And then like all of our cheers were like, hip, hip, hooray, beaver, ray. Our yearbook was called the beaver log. Um, <laughs> we, we had the beaver on the crest of our uniform and around the beaver was a Latin motto that translated to not for yourselves, but for others. Um, it was like, <laughs> so inappropriate amazing. i don't know yeah uh amazing big art display school is a big target for flashers um which oh I, seems like such a i don't know if if, <laughs> if they they exist anymore um obviously there's people that masturbate at you on the subway but this was like it, looking back it just seems like such, and maybe maybe i just don't get flashed anymore but it just seems like such a formal <laughs> type of crime you know where you're like have to have like a per, like the right kind of coat and you know you're just yeah open it up yeah here it is no filter oh, on it like oldest dick pic oh, in the world and then you know it's like um and it was like taken seriously actually we because the, the, we had a big our library had a big window uh yeah. like one wall they did a renovation and like there was a big window there and so um they would come and flash us in the library and um and then we would all talk about it and the police would come and it was like a whole thing Wow, that really is fast. I mean, that yeah, the the idea of there being rather than like somebody like that seems like a thing that happens at random kind of on the run. Um, The idea that it would be like a destination. (laughs) 
You know what? A destination for flashers. <laughs> it's like a peep show. I honestly, like, I'm going to blame that. I'm going to blame that happening in the library for why I don't read books enough. <laughs> You're right, too. You're yeah, right, too. Yeah, yeah. There's my very good excuse. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, I, 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 what's weird to, for me is that I've only um, had like I've only had someone expose themselves to me that uh, that I can remember or that you know uh twice one of them was sort of more incidental because it was like a streaker (laughs) so it wasn't okay it wasn't aimed at me but both were in like European countries oh really (laughs) nothing has ever happened to me in the states I mean I've had fucked up stuff happen to me that was way worse than that yeah it's just weird that like the couple of times that I've had that sort of super offensive but like on the scale from one to psychologically damaging for me that is like at the low end um (laughs) that it would only have once in france and once in italy seems so random to me it does seem all of a sudden now that i like think about it so um like like too flamboyant for an american type of crime you know like i don't know if it's like there's there isn't the flair for that kind of drama here oh god uh, in in terms of the the range of sexual assault stuff but um but yeah it's uh it was it was definitely a thing and it's something that i have not like seen or thought about since then um in the streets the of New York. Window. Yeah. How nuts. I know. How I know. Nuts. Do you yeah. have siblings? I have a sister who's uh, two years younger than me. Okay. Yeah. And did everybody, did your family stay? Is everybody still like in Montreal or Canada? Or? Um, no. My, um, well, my sister moved to Toronto because her, you, her French was really, really bad. Uh, like she was, <laughs> the worst. they were like, it sound like they kicked her out. <laughs> well, she couldn't get a job, <laughs> and so she oh, moved. No. She like like a lot of Anglo's in Montreal. She moved to Toronto, um, where you do not need to speak any French. I mean, it is such a lie that the rest of Canada is bilingual because it's people it's are. I mean, you might. It's like how in America people. He took French for years and speak three words, you know, or Spanish right, or whatever. Right. Um, but so she grew up in Montreal, but she just was not good at school. So she just never, she was also not good in, at, in French class, you know. And um, yeah. I should say she wasn't good in school, but she is very good in life um, and right. turned out and became successful in um, the workplace. Uh, and so she moved to Toronto and she's been there for a long time and she's married and has two uh kids so i have two nephews there and my mom and dad split up when i was in law school so already old enough to understand how relationships uh yeah fall apart and um and so my and my dad ended up uh he had his main like work uh his main business was in north carolina always growing up and he ended up just going there moving there fully and remarrying uh, or marrying a woman there um in North Carolina so that's like my one like American um relative for a while was my my dad passed away now a a couple years ago but my that stepmom is like the only person in my family I'd say even though it's kind of loose now as family um who like lives in one of these like 
red-ish states and who <laughs> I don't know how she votes and like you know oh, yeah. I, I just know with the politics of this country like I, I forget you know there's all the, I'm in New York and whatever but I, I then I remember that all these comedians that I know here all come from you know these these other places where they have these very politically divided you know families and um so yeah. she's my only like real american christian um you know uh, connection family wise and then my mom um also married again um to uh, a canadian guy but he was living in new york um and slash florida so um gotcha yeah we've mostly my immediate family is not we i was like the last holdout actually until i moved in 2016 Oh, wow. Yeah. What, um, and so how, I mean, listen, I, I'm so impressed with us for being on like 40 minutes without really talking about politics. Under oh, yeah. The Sorry. Yeah. I described, but, um, but here we are, you know, we, yeah. we are having this conversation, uh, on Friday after, after Tuesday's election. Uh, and so everybody can project to where they, whenever they listen to this, they will, can remember where they were, uh, what, what was going on in the mid afternoon, on Friday, but, um, but, but how were you feeling? And, and, you know, a side note, obviously like being a Canada native, uh, originally, mm-hmm. um, and, and sort of covering all this kind of stuff, you know, do you feel like you have a sort of remove from it or is all of that gone because you also are, you know, a citizen of New York? Right. So, um, yeah, no, I am a citizen of New York. Uh, I, you know, it's been so, it's, it's so interesting being from, I mean, I, first of all, I've always felt very lucky. I was, felt lucky to get the green card and all of the opportunities. Like since we moved, we moved here for, for career reasons and it has been really great, you know, in that respect. And New York is amazing in the comedy community. And we've like, we just sort of, you know, it took us a while to get the, get the green card, you know, settle in here, get to this, this place and work hard to sort of establish ourselves. Um, and, and then, you know, you know, we got to a place where we we're like, oh, but you know, we, we may have to, we may have to leave. Um, and mm. you know, we're so lucky that we can, and the border from New York is so close that it's, you know, you could just, I mean, we did, and we did we, like at the end of March, we, we did flee cause of COVID. Um, <coughs> And oh, you did. Uh, yeah, I love that you coughed yeah. right as I said that. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> somehow I've like, gotten lazy like, about drinking. Yeah, somehow I've gotten lazy about when I take a sip of water. And I and it's it's as if I've decided it doesn't matter which pipe it goes down yeah. until it's gone down my windpipe. And then I'm like, why wasn't I more careful about that? It's a, we- it's a weird new thing. Yes, yeah. not a non-COVID cough. You did escape COVID. Did you go up like Niagara Falls? Is that? No, we just went straight. Does we, that or is it? No, we go up, uh, go up through Vermont and... And um and went uh, to Quebec, um so yeah we left at the end of, end of March but um and then we came back when uh, outdoor dining started we were like right back here so <laughs> you deigned to go yeah, back when I was outdoor like, dining ah, I see they're uh, Europeanizing New York and they're That's setting right. up the tables uh, in traffic with rats scurrying by but it looks nice because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's New York God damn it we're gonna find a way through this I love people it. really did and um I love it and also you know comedy was happening outdoors and anyway so we we came back and we've been since but watching the election with a lot of trepidation and um and just not not wanting to go back and feeling very lucky that we can go back but um I don't you know I I I also didn't I I feel for this country and I I 
you know, I do feel some guilt about abandoning it. And I make a lot of fun, obviously, of America. And then every once in a while, I'm reminded of like, okay, yeah, you do have a bit of a distance from it. And I do know people here. I do live here. But I think that sometimes I forget how much worse it is for someone who is actually American at the end of the day. Like if this was happening in Canada, I would be devastated on another level you know I wouldn't have even any like even as much as I'm into it and I feel for it and if anything you know for America to fully slip into fascism um, is bad for everybody in the world it's very bad for Canada and it's very bad for the people here Um, but yeah I guess I I've always I do still have that chance to like go back over the border or make jokes with a little bit of a um a distance um but yeah, it, it, what's been funny is how popular Canada has become in America <laughs> because growing up, I mean, when I, I went to camp for a few years in New Hampshire and it was, you know, no one knew anything about Canada and mostly assumed I lived in an igloo and went to school, <laughs> you know, on a dog sled and uh-huh. didn't know if we had television or whatever, you know, it, like, um, yeah. and, and now people could like, tell me, you know, 10 policy points about our healthcare system. And it's like, <laughs> people know who our leader is. No one knew who right. Trudeau, our leader was before. And it's just because he's, you know, hot and the bar is so low. <laughs> and, every, and I'll like, I do, I do fuck with people a lot. Because, uh, you know, I'm just like, you know, in Canada, we have paid maternity leave, even if you don't have a baby. And people are like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we, wow. we hope AOC will, will get that for us, too. And, you know, uh-huh. like, <laughs> so that's that's, that's been a, such a such a such a shift, you know. Um, yeah. People no, want to point. That's a really good marry point. Canadians. I, I I did, you know, I did think that it would be useful to have an app that connected some of the the single Canadians I know and single Americans. Um to get you know make some marriages happen and sure it, if things really went in the they look like they're going in the right direction I mean we can't I guess it's too early to call a Friday afternoon yeah. it's looking we yeah it's looking positive but um I mean assuming you were hoping for Biden uh, <laughs> oh no definitely not <laughs> oh heavens no I said I was against fascism um yeah um, but yeah, no, I was thinking of something called the Maple Trap maybe would have been a good app to, uh, to connect. Oh, somebody, that's uh, great. You know, Are you, you know? kidding me? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you could even say, it could even be like the Maple Tap, like, cause you <laughs> tap the, like I, t- I'm tapping. Cause isn't that yeah, like, yeah. Point- well, I mean God, like I'm tap, square. tap, tap that ass you mean like, or <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you also tap the sap to it's, get yeah. the maple out. Exactly. I mean, the maple syrup, I guess I should say. <laughs> yeah. The, the, you don't have to tap a tree to get a tree out. But um, I mean, this yes. is, I, this. listen, I think that you're on to something. Um, sounds like a lot of work. And yeah. this whole pandemic thing is maybe throwing a little bit of a monkey wrench in there. But I love it if I were, I feel bad saying this because I, my b- beloved is American, but um, there was, there was a time when that felt extremely important to me as well. Again, not even because of the current political climate, but just because I loved Canada so much. I, I, when I was shooting something there in Vancouver, it was like the third time I had been up there to, to work. I was like, what's it going to take? Like if this, oh, if this, because I was doing something for, I did a pilot with Ryan Stiles for 
um, CBC. And I was like, is that, would that mean that I would then, could I get a joint dual citizenship? citizenship? Should I start now? Should I apply now? Even though this pilot has not been picked up and did not get picked up. Should I probably apply though? Like I was so ready. Just, you know, any connection to the CBC should be enough. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I know I could name drop one PA who came by the set who worked for the CBC. There's also, Uh, um, you've also got that fan, the podcast listener. Is it, uh. Jérôme, what was it, Pierre Jérôme? Pierre Jérôme, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're listening, no, but you're already... uh, Can't do it, Yeah, can't do it. No, But when Texas secedes, uh, uh, (laughs) I'll be able to go there whenever I want. Um, Wait, yeah, uh, because... Yeah, you're from Tucson. Wait, Tucson is Arizona. Oh, yeah, but but Brandon's from San Antonio. Okay, I was like, do I have it all messed up? I feel like I've never known so much about the uh, the map you know since the last oh sure yeah yeah this will be a this will that's this all of this is a real way to to get to know that stuff too yes um uh yeah it's really it's 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 really it's been a really interesting few days I was (laughs) I couldn't have I couldn't have like wanted to protect my emotions more with cynicism than I than I did this time around I mean I really was like nope I'm not gonna like I'm gonna assume there's no chance that doesn't mean I didn't vote early of course I did it doesn't mean I didn't encourage people to vote on social media of course I did but from a personal perspective I was I just was like I don't want to feel like I felt four years ago when I like many people felt like I'd been in some kind of act like an accident like a yeah you know where I just I was I was in shock and I was you know there were so many of us and I now I do I did feel like one of those people very quickly I was like I'm stupid to have be this surprised I know that I shouldn't be this surprised and I really have to look at myself and look at that and look at my bubble and all of that kind of stuff um but and and you know and and to know that it's not like the country has healed in any way, shape, or form since four years ago. Um, it's worse than ever, more divided than ever. You know, there was no, I just felt like there's no, you know, there's no way that this is going to, and I still, I'm so afraid that, no, you know, it, there's some, a lot somehow to, it will, yeah. there, there will pull out like, you know, it would just be like, well, no, we're just, we, we say that there was, was cheating and there just is. And then, so it's as if the election never happened, I'm going to be, you know and I and the thing that breaks my heart and I would love to get your take on this but I also of course need to get into this mash game um Mm -hmm. is because that's just as important as American politics (laughs) is uh is just still still wanting to understand and reconcile and on some level sympathize slash empathize with and I understand because I, I there's so much corruption in the Democratic Party. I'm definitely not like, listen, they're the angels with halos and the Republicans. Like, I don't I don't believe that. I don't think it's true. Um, but in terms of this particular, you know, administration, uh, like on on there's, of course, a level in which I do understand that, you know, the pro- the kind of propaganda um I guess is you know it's effective on on some level um but also just whatever underlying core issues are you know this whatever the strings of the guitar are that are being strummed have you know or have deeper roots than wow I'm really mixing metaphors uh you know how guitars grow on (laughs) trees and you have to tap them like you do maple syrup yes um um but you know I just to 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 feel to just feel so I just so I just 
it's so it's so crazy that we're living in a time where half of us could think that we're in danger of becoming a fascist country and the other half could think that we're in danger of becoming a fascist country but each person thinks the other party is going to make that happen kind of you know like i just right like wow that seems maybe that's the most normal thing in the world in in a country that tips one direction or another but it feels unusual historically yeah well it's almost like the other the i'd say i'll call them the other side is um is so has somehow gotten so worried about whatever they believe socialism is and that somehow the democrats represent socialism that they prefer uh, fascism yeah i don't know like it's you know they're like so afraid of whatever they've been told uh socialism is going to do to their which isn't even I, I nobody knows what socialism even means here but anyway they're so afraid of socialism let's say quote unquote right and what that means for their freedom whatever that means you know here um that they'd rather live under an authoritarian leader somehow you know and right um yeah no it is um it's it's so infuriating because it's like yeah you're looking at you're like this you guys do, what what are you thinking how do you and yes all the conspiracies and everything that's spread like like wildfire there's so there's so much to undo but and and you're cautious you know like to be so cautious about like admitting any kind of uh, moment of like is this can I actually allow myself to feel happy about this because. So many of us were um, taken by surprise in 2016, whether we should have been or not, you know, is another issue. Yeah. But uh, I was deeply scarred by that. I lost my mind. I was fully yeah. the caricature of, you know, um, it was it was like, yeah, the worst thing that had ever happened to me, probably, you know, um, in some yeah. ways, uh, because I have like been so privileged, you know, um, and um, yeah, my wife had a different perspective. I guess was she like of course this happened yeah I mean because she yeah because so many of my friends of color were like oh please oh welcome to the rest of the world Varney like welcome to not being a white person yeah and then like on and so much bad stuff has happened the last four years and there's been I've been so um unoptimistic about and almost can't imagine a moment of good news um like there was that moment uh where Trump got COVID where I had, was I was awake. I was awake. I was on the East Coast. I was awake because all I'd been doing was doom scrolling. It was what I was training for. There were people on Twitter on the West Coast that were like, oh, the East Coast is missing everything. I was like, ah, I'm here. We're all here. What are you talking about? We don't go to bed early. We're, you know, this is, we've been waiting for this. And yeah. uh, and then, you know, there was like that like moment, that one night of like happiness and, and maybe optimism. Um, and then that obviously, you know, spoiler alert he's fine and you know mm-hmm. so we're so this is sort of the only other moment in besides that one moment where it's like wait is there some kind of can I allow myself to, to be happy about the potential of this actually coming to an end I mean in the work and the, everything underlying the divisions in this country and like what allows people to uh, what the, what how people are allowed to brainwash or prop, put out propaganda as news and, and, and through all the different outlets, including television and Fox, and how people are so easily, you know, 
like being generous duped into it or you know radicalized or are just racist and feel empowered to be outwardly so like all of that is going to be a big going to take a lot of time to to uh undo but yeah just the idea of not seeing this guy's face not hearing his name like his family like just that alone is so what a gift orgasmic i can't i have no other word for it yeah it's i mean it's it's yeah Better we than, shall be- see, better my than friend. As good as bubble tea is, that is still <laughs> much better. <laughs> also, I want to say I can't even drink the bubble tea because you know what happens just so when you do try it, the the little, and this is fun, but you, it's not great on a podcast. There's uh, the little balls get stuck, even though it's like an extra wide straw, they get straw, stuck. And yeah. then, yeah. And so you, you, you know, it's fun because you have to really suck it up there to then get more of the tea or you pick out the straw and eat it from the bottom. and But, you know, your listeners don't want to hear me do that into the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> I kind of want to allow one or two sounds, like maybe while I'm calculating this MASH scenario, once I have your answers, <laughs> maybe, maybe part of the filling of the silence of me calculating is in addition to, I will ask you to tell the listener where they can find you and what they need to know about. Maybe we can also take a moment moment of somber respect for the bubble tea and let you try to get Jimmy one of them out of the straw or something right on mic. I'll try to do it like ASMR somehow. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Strange planets, curious technology, and a fantastic vision of the distant future. Featuring Martin Starr. So we're going on day 14. Shuttle still hasn't come. Aparna Nancherla. The security system provides you with emotional security. You do the rest. Echo Kellum. Can you disconnect me or not? Hurry Kondabolu. I'm staying. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Jeffrey McGivern. Could you play Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun? It's The Outer Reach. Stories from Beyond. Now available for free at MaximumFun.org or anywhere you listen. All right, let's get into this MASH game. First category, uh, we didn't get too into your love of sports, but uh, here's what I want to do. You, I mean, literally mentioned the word triathlon one time, mm-hmm. and yet I am crafting an entire MASH uh, category after it. So <laughs> I want you to give me three versions of a triathlon where you get to pick the combination of sports any sport at all I don't care if it's and we'll we'll, we'll count like checkers video games lacrosse football like every sport that we can think of even a loosely defined sport um give me three different combos okay Okay. the first one is blah 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 and blah and then the second one so go okay three different combos so triathlon is three things right so yes um okay so the first leg would be uh, a sports sport, which is, um, I'd say, downhill skiing. Downhill skiing, sunny day, nice snow, you know. Then you get to the bottom, and the next of the hill, 
And um, the next sport is um, lifting a, a heavy pitcher of beer. Um, great, great. <laughs> and then you finally, the third leg is you um, you use your finger vigorously to doom scroll your Twitter feed and undo all of the... <laughs> Uh, positive <laughs> you've done with the first two legs amazing okay now I need two more combos like that because you're going to end up with one triathlon at the end as that okay. is how MASH is played right so okay. so now what's your next triathlon going to be next triathlon is um the first leg is making guacamole um <laughs> but with uh, you know with one of those, uh, what are they called? Mortar and pestle. Mortar and pestle. Yeah. Mortar and Great. pestle really working I'm the on arm. board. Okay. Um, the next leg is um, picking up the guac in a chip. Uh-huh. And the third leg is um, lying down in bed and rubbing my stomach (laughs) (laughs) great and final triathlon combo um okay first leg is first leg is the first the first triathlon actually had some kind of activity yes i know second one was like fuck that okay yeah what's the third one gonna be the first, okay, the third one is uh, very active. Okay, so third one is, first leg is sex. Okay. Right. Second leg is, um, uh, let's say, um, and I should maybe be a shower. And you can transport yourself. You can also transport yourself somewhere. So if it's like, we, I have sex, oh. <laughs> but then also somehow I'm magically naked in a lagoon night swimming after All right, sex. I really, like, I really. I mean, you could. <laughs> You really take yourself somewhere if you I want. I really, okay. I did take myself to the ski hill and then all of a sudden I was like, no, I'm quarantined in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and it needs to, the timeline needs to check out. <laughs> like I do need to go from one thing to the next thing. Like, yeah. I need to be positive. Yeah. Oh, imagination. Okay. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, okay. So the first one is, is, is sex. The second leg is um, swimming in the ocean great at sunset and the third one is i'm gonna say uh trying to get a table for outdoor brunch in new york city during a pandemic yeah what a sport right after an election where yeah where everybody feels where everyone's like woo it's it's warm we've got a new president maybe uh we're feeling good and everybody's going to brunch and you have to uh get a table safely 
Oh, man. That is seriously could be its own triathlon, just the <laughs> attempt to try to do that. Okay. <clears throat> to your point, we need to get you out of the, we need to get you out of the apartment. Yes. Uh, three places. We're going to open the imagination. Three places in the world that I can teleport you right now to do whatever. It could be doing absolutely nothing on a beach. It could be wandering the streets of Rome. It could be uh, the Amalfi Coast. Um, whatever, whatever sounds good to you right now. Now, uh, and we're going to take COVID out of it as well, of course. So three places I can teleport you right now. Okay. Number one, I would say, uh, yes, the streets of Quebec City. Why don't we say that? Love it. Okay. Second location um, would be... Um, uh, wait, so the Quebec City... I'd say, um, yeah, let's let's go with Amalfi Coast. That's or no, you know what? A Greek island, a Greek island, because that Great. was something I was supposed to do before COVID that didn't happen. And the third one would be at a big. Um, I'd say my my mom's from Peru. I didn't mention that, so I'd say in Lima with Ooh. all my family. That was also somewhere I was supposed to go around the dinner table with all like the best Peruvian food that they have and everybody there um, celebrating um, being together. Oh, that sounds so great. Okay, I love this. Okay, next category, let's do three movies you can jump into whenever you want. Um, You're not reliving the plot. You're just getting in that world. So it can be as fantastical or sci-fi or grounded as you want. Three movies you can jump into. Okay, um, I'm going to say I, I would love to be um, at the Breakfast Club, in Great. the Breakfast Club, hanging out in the school. Uh, I'd love to be in um, one of those space movies floating around. I don't know which one. <laughs> <laughs> but before, like, we realized floating. that there's been a disaster. Uh-huh, yep. Um, and then I'm going to say, oh, I don't know, um, something on the ocean maybe um a movie um location wise uh damn what's a good movie that's on the like uh that takes place at sea that's not that Jaws. isn't that isn't that isn't the titanic i guess that I like everything that takes place, takes place on the sea is, is going to be bad is, right yeah like something terrible happens um <clears throat> there is a there's a movie that i absolutely love so much called the imposters which is stanley tucci and oliver platt's movie that they made together and it takes place on an ocean liner sort of in the titanic era uh, and nothing bad happens and it's very charming. So I recommend okay. that you see it. I mean, I don't want to force you to be in a movie you've never even seen, but it did. I did. I did think of that when you said something positive on the ocean. Unless um, I do. Oh, you know what? I, 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 I like, you know, maybe like I'm going to say an old and also <clears throat> an older movie. Um, uh, you know, where I'm going to say, uh, weird science. I don't know. That just popped oh, into my amazing. head. <laughs> I like want to say where there's that, a party oh yeah. where there's a party oh the yeah. parents are away it's like crazy and just before the the cleanup yeah because in those in those 80s teen party scenes it was like they just went for it like like a pizza is playing on the record player instead of a record <laughs> like and then when that, did the, that happen 
And then the and then the, yeah, they're like, this is this is a, this is a sign. It's been a great party. It can't yeah, be a party exactly. until yeah, exactly. And then the, like the you older... open like you open a broom closet and then just like thousands of empty beer cans fall <laughs> on you the next day, and you're like, who rigged this? Like when <laughs> did this happen? And then it's they managed to clean it up. Like they clean yeah. it up so fast, and then just as the parents are coming in, they're like, oh, they just notice. The clock is a little bit tilted, and then exactly, exactly, exactly. Ugh, that's a that's an amazing imaginary world. Uh, I also want to quickly say that because we had just been talking about getting a table outdoors uh, mm. in New York, that what I wanted to say to you is the Breakfast Club, where the only reservation you need is detention. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, not, I love not worth bringing back up, but had to say it. It was stuck in my brain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you did. No, no. <laughs> it's okay, a good tagline. Next, thank you. Um, okay, next category. Let's do three. Uh, let's do three things that exist in the world that we're gonna give you credit for. Like, and it could be anything from you know. A, a book to a building to a concept like the sandwich whatever um three things that you appreciate in the world that we're we're, we're gonna actually give you credit for like you oh you created that oh you're responsible for that thank you okay i want to be responsible for flight um that was my invention so when Wonderful. you get to travel you can thank me um I would like to be responsible for um, coming up with the idea that to melt cheese. Um, oh, yes, indeed. That was me too. And I sent um, a few postcards to voters in Georgia uh, to get them to the polls. And so I'm going to take credit for Georgia going blue. It wasn't Stacey it. Abrams. It was me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Um, next category. Let's do three alternate universe careers. Oh my God. Well, I would love my fantasy um, as someone who has no musical ability is to be a rock star. Uh, yeah. Um, so, rock star um i like to be uh someone with some power so i'm gonna say uh, i'd like to be in charge of all of social media just the director of social media and to be able to choose what the algorithm props up and what it very nice bands very nice i was gonna say secretary of general of the united nations and then i realized that's not as powerful as that job (laughs) (laughs) that's right touche and agreed and then um oh i'd love i think a, a sick job is um people who get paid to like travel and stay in hotels and go to restaurants and tell people what they think of it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a blog a travel blogger travel I'd blogger. say great. yeah great great okay next category three foods that in this alternate universe that we are creating here every every food is sort of um equal in terms of like nothing's bad for you nothing's bad for the environment or you know kind of ecologically irresponsible nothing has more calories or sugar than the other it's just all about the taste and it's all of it's harmless for you so three foods that you would love to have in perpetuity at the snap of your fingers um with zero ramifications okay pizza 
Right. Ice cream. Yes, indeed. And I guess cheeseburgers. Am I American or what? <laughs> You've really proven it today. You've really proven it today. I don't see a single uh, poutine on this list. Um, I know okay. poutine would be would be fourth <laughs> runner up. And that's why well, you I don't need, live in I Canada. Need a des- I needed. I know. I need a dessert and I and pizza yep. and cheeseburger. I mean, if we're not talking, yeah, and ev- everything else is like. Well, the thing is, poutine is good for you, so I don't need to imagine it in an alternate universe as not being bad for me. It's very oh, healthy. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next category. All due respect to your wonderful wife in the MASH mm. game. We do do an alternate universe romance. Uh, three people. It could be characters from something. It could be anyone living or dead from any era, any age you want to set them at. Um, the sky's the limit. So three, three alternate universe romantic partners. I mean, I'm just thinking currently of the celebs, you know, that in this day and age, I, um, Fair. you know, uh, Kate Blanchett, I mean, Ugh, current day, all day, the Instagram account Dyke Blanchett is one I follow and it's just all lesbian memes about Kate Blanchett. Um, <laughs> it's not, I'm just, I don't know why I'm plugging it, but I enjoy it anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's not my account. Uh, Dyke, uh, no, I was gonna die. So Kate Blanchett, um, I also, I mean, um, um, oh my god I can't believe I'm forgetting her name Rachel from Disobedience Vice Rachel Vice yeah I was thinking Rachel McAdams but it's definitely not 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 uh, Rachel Vice and right. I mean I'm gonna say Brad Pitt circa a river runs through it great a little by representation for you appreciated and <laughs> I feel like that is led that and legends of the fall are yeah. sort of like the key golden years for many people in their opinion of Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, Although he's okay. still holding oh. up great. Yeah. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. He's he for me. I he, that's one where I 100% completely get it and 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 respect it utterly. And for some reason, he's just never done anything for me at all. It's just one of those things where you just mm. don't know. Like it does. He doesn't. I don't know. It's like he's too, I think he might be too cute for me. But you know, but I but I but I but then you could point to someone else and be like, "But Janet, that person is also very like perfect faced." And I'd be like, "I don't know. I don't know." My my best friend her uh, her type like as she describes it is is people like she likes people who are attractive but look ugly from some angles. Like <laughs> I appreciate I that. A, I appreciate just, that. You know, like how some people you're like Oh, I didn't see that. Like they, they can just, they have a lot of different, they can look different. Many, like the same person can look different. You, I don't know. how Absolutely. She, she, did, absolutely. I'm, she describes it better. Yeah. Uh, no, I totally get it. Cause I just had that thought. And I mean this with total respect because I'm so thrilled that she is a giant star now. Um, because I, I think that's how we are, you know, our great actors and actresses should be but um like elizabeth moss like yes. she's there are yeah, moments where you're like she's the most stunning woman i've ever seen there are moments where you're like oh she's a goblin but like that's her transformation and that's her willingness to just cry ugly on screen like i love all of the humanity of that um and i i i guess i feel like it's only good for everyone does that um, make sense yeah that's literally exactly who my friend references as oh. her example <laughs> 
<laughs> Too bad that we've only come up with one example uh, <laughs> between the, the two of us example, unknowingly. Yeah. It's a good example. It's a pretty strong example. Um, okay. And then final category. Oof, what do I want to give you for your final category? What have I, I'm trying to think of anything that I know to now be true about you that I didn't really get to delve into in any other way. Um, is there anything that like you feel like, oh, you know what? How about like, um, are you interested in sort of seeing uh, a moment in time uh, from the past or like solving a mystery from the past or, you know, sort of getting a chance to walk around in the streets of XYZ in a different era? Or is that totally not? Yeah, no, no, that's interesting. I think um, I've always, I don't know, maybe because we just saw so much footage of it, but I, I wouldn't mind it. I, I, I would love to go back to like, you know, the sixties, like when things were like Woodstock type of mm-hmm. like period of time and see what, what that was like when people were sure. just feeling quite liberated. Um, yeah with drugs and sex and music that seems like a good time um and okay so there would be that period of time um i would be like let's say you know in in the u.s um uh i would like uh, i don't know i'd be i'd be curious to go like maybe I don't, I don't know I, I, I can't I, I'm not thinking about going really way back um, to places before like they were colonized to see what they were like yeah but then yeah. I would like really stick out like assuming I wouldn't stick out no you're in like you're you like a, it's I mean? like an invisible safety you're like in a safety bubble and you could be invisible so that you're just a witness okay you know so, you don't, it doesn't have to be like it could be like you're you know um, yeah like you're, you're you're an invisible witness Okay, so I, I would like to, uh, yeah, so imagining being in North America, let's say, before, like, white people arrived. I, I don't yeah. know why, but I'd be curious about that. And then um, yeah. another one would be um, um, going back in time. Sorry, I know I'm taking so long. I'll, please, oh, edit no, out my, please edit out my, um, wait, because I had another one, so it was that. Uh I mean, I guess to relive some kind of great moment, um, discovery. Um, I can't think of one right now. Where would I? Where would I want to be? Um, oh, I guess I would say uh, maybe like in the Amazon somewhere. Oh, um, yeah. Before, before like deforestation and yeah. you know mining companies and. Yeah, that's a little bit along great. the same lines, maybe as the North American. No, it's great. Anyway. Well, it's okay. a totally different place in the world, though. I okay, strongly approve. Is. Okay, good. Okay, um, okay. Uh, now, final thing. Uh, give me one word. It doesn't have to be an adjective. It could be a noun, but give me or verb. But just give me one word that kind of describes your feel, how you're feeling today in this moment. Relief. Okay, could you uh, tell the wonderful people where they can find you, what they need to know, and then if you have any bubble tea left, I want to welcome you in to trying okay. to get some out and into your mouth. I, I have so much left because I've got a full thing stuck in the straw right now. <laughs> I've got at least one pearl in here. Um, but people can find me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at Jess underscore 
Solomon, S-A-L-O-M-O-N. I have the underscore. I didn't get there before the other Jess Solomon. Um, so yeah, underscore Sorry, for Jess. me. Yeah, yeah, not great, not great. Um, and uh, I will say that I have um, I have a podcast uh, out with the BBC World Service called Comedians versus the News vs the News. So you can search for that. And our last episode of the season is out today. But anyway. Um, Uh, Also, my wife is a comedian, too, and we have a duo act and a cartoon account on Instagram um, that's at the L Solomon. So T-H-E-E-L-S-A-L-O-M-O-N-S because I'm Jess Solomon. She's Iman El Husseini and the and L Solomon's the L Solomon's was our wedding hashtag. Uh, And then we just. It developed into a comedic duo act and a cartoon Instagram account. So, and I'm going to have her on the podcast as well, which I'm excited about. Mm. She is terrible. You don't want to talk to her at all. Alrighty, no, keto. No, no, good talk. She's the best. She's the best. Um, no, excellent. Okay, oh. and and I, I do okay. feel like you incorporated some uh, right, bubble here, into what is, was just happening. Yeah. I'm, this is me stirring the ice. How does that sound to people? And then really good because I can hear it on my end even. Okay, I can't drink the liquid. I'm trying to suck into the. <laughs> is this making gross noises? It sounds. Uh, it sounds good. I mean, it sounds like crushed ice, and that's some sort of proof that this has all happened. Yeah. I, I would I wish I could get I got to get one of these bubbles out and like <laughs> damn I can't like look it's been a tough they're week lodged they're lodged week. in this yeah row. there's this all is right gonna need, you're gonna, gonna need scissors oh bo- oh boy <laughs> okay well I'm gonna I'll let you do that operation once we wrap this up I do have your results for the uh, oh. mash game I'm very pleased with the results I feel certain you will be as well um, I'm seeing some really good stuff here uh, I don't even know where to start it's all so great well first I want to um, congratulate you on creating just the human ability to fly that's a really big deal you're um, we are all very grateful uh, I think that goes of course hand in hand with your life uh as a jet setting travel blogger mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's a real <laughs> the only thing it's gonna say is he who smelt it dealt it situation <laughs> like you invented flight so you became a travel blogger and that's the metaphor or the like stupid saying that that's what I could think of how embarrassing <laughs> that's uh, okay so traveling, reviewing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, obviously that makes it very easy for you. If you had wanted to fly there, uh, you could just fly to the Greek Isle. In this case, I've teleported you, but you, 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 I never said how I was going to get you home. So maybe it's a good thing that you have all this access to travel and flying. Um, a lot of options. A lot of options. I want to congratulate you on your ability, probably not through flight, but through some other form of magic, to be a, an invisible witness to North America before uh, colonization. Yes. Um, you could probably slip that into the travel blog without anybody noticing. Um, you have, oh, by the way, the place, the, the Greek Isle, uh, you have a mansion on the Greek Isle. You've got the mansion of MASH. Naturally, um, yes. Very nice that's work. Big, that's big, yeah. Very nice. Um, this works, I think, very nicely with uh, with the. This is kind of a good combo with the Greek Isle option, which is that your triathlon that you ended up having is uh, sex, swimming in the ocean, 
Um, but then also having to get a table outdoors uh, for brunch in New York. So uh, it could be that you do the swimming in the ocean even uh, off the Greek Isle and then you have to fly <laughs> to, for the third leg back to New York to <laughs> get that table for brunch. I mean, thank God I invented flight. I th- Again, it could not be coming in more handy. I will also say, I don't know if you're going to be having pizza at brunch. Uh, I've had a very good uh, breakfast pizza in my day with a nice cracked egg and some, you know, yes. all kinds of delicious stuff. But you can have as much pizza as you want whenever you want um, with zero oh ramifications to anyone, Dream. including you. Dream come um, true. Yeah. You are experiencing all of this with none other than perfection herself. Kate Blanchett. Yes, 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 yes. My first answer. I couldn't be more thrilled for you. A uh, little envious, but also very, very excited for you. And then, as if getting that table outdoors for brunch in New York weren't enough, you can also go to the place where the only reservation you need <laughs> is <laughs> detention. <laughs> Whatever you like, you can pop right into the Breakfast Club. Amazing. Yep. that's perfect I, uh, that's, that's a, a good lot of match my first game. answers yeah great I used outcome to, I used to play this as a kid and I remember like one section was cars the houses and then yep. we played like obviously like your dream guys and all my celebrity people were all like look I mean they all turned out to I can't believe it but it was like Kirk Cameron who's become <laughs> like you know like a religious yeah. wing nut um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mel Gibson anti-semite oh, no. like yeah. they, none of them turn out i turned yeah. out to, i turned out to be married to a woman and they turned in another direction <laughs> oh david hasselhoff i had a huge thing for um as a kid when he was night oh, rider and fabulous. Uh, forget it yeah i mean and i think the other one was michael jackson i used to like those were Good. my four nice. guys i mean can nice. you imagine nice and they yeah. all fall down yes uh, very nice well Jess this was so much fun I kept you longer than I meant to but I was just having such a great time talking with you and and what a what a lovely respite from the insanity of uh of today and of this week so thank you so much for for being on and I inc- very strongly encourage everyone to go out follow you if they don't already find your stuff enjoy it and um that's it that's all i got i had a wonderful time this was such a pleasure i i i got to fantasize about an alternate universe where many amazing things are happening and uh, and enjoy this universe with you as well so i appreciate it well hopefully we'll get a chance to uh, be around each other in person when things have calmed down a little bit Um, yes yeah Uh, All right. So thank you. And everybody listening, I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported